What's up, guys? How you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Brian Carter 99, a 49ers podcast. Happy Saturday morning to you, or Saturday afternoon. And uh, it's the day before we take on the Bears in Chicago. So, let's get right into it. Um, What can we expect? So, obviously, this last month has been fairly depressing for us 49ers fans. We're on a four-game losing streak. And anytime you are on a four-game losing streak, it's not fun. And it's generally not pretty. And that's what we've had. Is we've had a whole lot of not fun, a whole lot of not pretty... And our team has just been beating themselves and they need a win. They desperately need a win. We're technically still in the playoff race, only back one game because the NFC is very strange with five really good teams at the top and then a whole bunch of teams that are hovering around 500. So we need a get right game. The good news is is that we are playing the Bears, and the Bears are not a good football team. I hope we can win this game, because we should. I really think that we should. So, let's get right into it. First thing is the injury report. So, 49ers have some injuries, some worse than others. Uh, The Bears also have some injuries. So, the main ones on the 49ers side. So, uh, first thing, Maurice Hurst, defensive tackle, he's still out. Javon Kinlaw, he had season-ending knee surgery. Uh, The good news about that is that Shanahan says the doctors believe that they have fixed whatever the underlying problem is. Some people think that he just has some kind of arthritis that's just degenerative that he's going to have forever. However, the doctors apparently think that they found whatever the issue was and they fixed it it, or they fixed it. (laughs) So unfortunately, Javon Kinlaw, he is now going to be shut down for the rest of the season while he rehabs. And uh, it really sucks, but I am crossing my fingers that This solves whatever ongoing knee issue he's been dealing with. And then next year he's back 100% and, uh, you know, is really good in year three. So crossing my fingers. Also, Jaquiski Tart uh, Tart is ruled out. Uh, So it's a bummer. Uh, Tart had the turf toe that he was kind of coming back from. And then it says that he has a knee injury. So he is out, which means rookie Talano Hafunga, he's going to be making his first start. And again, he continues to impress. He has played very well. Again, he does not have elite physical attributes or traits, but the kid knows football, just high football IQ, high motor, high awareness. He's out there playing like a veteran, even though he's a rookie. So hopefully he has a good rookie, a good, good game as a rookie, his first start. Doubtful for the game. Aziz Alshair, who had an, has been playing very, very well. He's been awesome. And uh, he's out with a concussion, so he is doubtful. We will see. And D Ford, defensive end, he is also doubtful with a concussion. So cross our fingers therein, especially Aziz, because with Greenlaw out, if Aziz is out, that means our next linebacker up is going to be Marcel Harris. 
And Marcel Harris has been playing bad football. So really hopeful that Aziz can make it in. If not, Marcel Harris has been, in my opinion, a liability. Uh, questionable, Samson Abukum. Sounds like he has an ankle, so he's a maybe. And Trent Williams is also questionable with the ankle elbow. He did practice on Friday, which is good news. So my guess is it'll probably be a game time decision. The good news also, if we move over to Chicago side, Khalil Mack, he is out. So that means that whoever is at left tackle at least won't have to deal with Khalil Mack. So whether that is Trent Williams or the rookie Jalen Moore, who played pretty solid last week, if Moore has to play, at least he doesn't go up going up against Khalil Mack. Also uh, questionable for the Bears, Tayshawn Gibson, safety, Jakeem Grant, wide receiver. This is a big one. Akeem Hicks with the groin. Akeem Hicks is their best interior defensive lineman. If he's out, they don't really have a whole lot of other good interior defensive linemen. So that should provide a matchup advantage. If he's not playing, he is questionable. That's the main ones. Uh, they've also got a tight end and a linebacker who I have no idea who they are who are questionable. So not too concerned about that. So anyways, that's the injury report. Uh, again, it sucks we're going to be without Hurst and Kinlaw and Tart. Hopefully Kinlaw's surgery, they said it went really well and they think they solved the problem. So uh, the other key injury, which is kind of funny, is uh, I don't know if you call it an injury or he's just out. But uh, Coach Nagy, Matt Nagy for the Bears, is out with the COVID protocol. So they will be without their head coach. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> it seems like sometimes these teams play better when they have a... Uh, their coach isn't, isn't there coaching. I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know. I know Nagy's been getting, a, getting ripped heat everywhere and... Uh, Gets a whole lot of criticism. People say he's on the hot seat. So he will not be coaching. And the good news is, I'm sure you noticed, Trey Lance was not listed on the injury report. And that is correct. Trey Lance, fully good to go. Uh, the three days of practice this week, limited, limited. And then he was fully cleared, not on the injury report as of Friday. So Trey Lance will be quarterback two. He will be the backup for the game. So, I watched some of the Bears games. I watched their last two games where they lost to Tampa Bay. It was a rough one for them. They lost, it was like 38-3. to And then also the Bears because Aaron Rodgers is, you know, the owner of the Bears. Or at least a partial owner. <laughs> and then I watched the Raiders highlights where they beat the Raiders. So, what can we expect from the Bears? Well, what we can expect is on offense, they are having a very rough time on offense. They are ranked 30th in the league in points scored. So, they have a very bad offense. Justin Fields, their rookie quarterback, who they moved up to pick, I think, at 12 or 13 or whatever, he has been struggling big time. The biggest thing that I've noticed is it's not that he's not a good passer. We knew that he was a very accurate passer. He's a very good athlete. 
and he has a very strong arm. But the biggest concern that they had, and I think the reason why he dropped on the draft boards by all accounts, is because of his processing time. And that's been very apparent the couple games that I did watch. He he takes too much time in the pocket to get the ball out. He's holding on to the ball too long. He doesn't get through his reads quickly enough. And he also doesn't have very good pocket awareness. So one of the numbers that I remember hearing earlier this week was pressure to sack conversion rate. So meaning when you're under pressure, how often when you're under pressure are you actually taking a sack? Justin Fields, his pressure to conversion rate is very bad. I think it was, I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say it was around 30 something percent. He is taking a lot of sacks. And again, he's holding on to the ball. He's not getting out quickly. And he doesn't have very good pocket awareness. So while their offensive, the Bears' offensive line is not a bad offensive line, they would be, you know, league average pretty much. They're solid. It's a solid offensive line. But you can't expect your offensive line to hold up for four, five seconds. And when Justin Fields gets under pressure, He's very bad at throwing the ball away, and he just takes a lot of sacks. He also hasn't been very careful with the ball. There was, he's been, he's had a lot of strip sacks, uh, so a lot of like fumble sacks. He's been throwing interceptions, and the interceptions are just ugly. It's not, it's not a whole lot of interceptions where you just you try and force it into a window and it bounces off the receiver's hand or it's a drop and it gets tipped up in the air and defensive back makes a play. It's more of he's just throwing deep and his guy is nowhere near there and he just gets picked off. So they are very, very bad interceptions. Also, Justin Fields... He is just grading very poorly. So it's very tough out there for a rookie quarterback. And the things that we were, the things that a lot of uh, the scouts were concerned about, him taking too long to process and the sacks are showing up. He is currently ranked, according to PFF, 34 out of 34. So according to PFF, he is the worst quarterback in the NFL. He's not completing very many of his passes. He's not good on third down. Again, sacks, strip fumbles, interceptions. Uh, He's willing to throw the ball deep, and they do have a couple solid weapons. So they've got Darnell Mooney. He is their kind of speed threat guy. And they have Allen Robinson, you know, that big physical possession receiver. And he's willing to go deep. So you can bet he's going to be chucking a deep. And that is probably my main concern with this offense is just that Justin Fields has one of the highest percentages of deep passing rates. And we have struggled very much with the pass interference calls. In fact, we've struggled so much that Shanahan said, uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was way too bad. (laughs) So the defensive pass interferences are way too bad, according to Shanahan. 
The good news is it was a coaching point this week. So they actually spent two of the practices today where they specifically focused on playing the ball. So not just keeping your back to the quarterback and having that pass interference, but actually making a play on the ball. And that's the biggest issue that we've been having with the defensive pass interferences is that we are not trying to make a play on the ball. And that's been across the entire defensive backfield. It hasn't, Josh Norman is going to get defensive pass interferences. It's, it is what it is. You know, he's a little past his prime. He was already very physical and he's just kind of an undisciplined player. And that's just what he is. And you know, it is what it is. I did mention last time he does provide some good to go with some of his very bad. You know, he won't fill a gap properly. He won't stick to his assignments. He'll cause pass interference calls. But at the same time, he's also out there forcing turnovers. So, you know, he's got the four forced fumbles. And I know that he always likes to go for the interception. So that's Josh Norman. He is very much boomer bust. But it's the other guys in the defensive backfield. You you shouldn't be seeing DPIs from your entire backfield. That's a coaching issue. And they very much focused on it this week, which is a good thing because, as Shanahan said, it's way too bad. We're leading the NFL with 14 defensive pass interferences for 250 penalty yards. That is number one in the NFL by a long shot. That's ahead of the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers by four for 50 yards. So, and again, they haven't had a bye week. So, it's even worse. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a coaching point. And I'm very glad that was a coaching point because Justin Fields, he's going to go deep. Now, the one thing that I did notice when watching the Bears offense Again, Darnell Mooney is their speed guy. Allen Robinson is their possession guy. They have Marquise Goodwin, so, you know, Marquise Goodwin revenge game, I guess. Probably not. But I will say their rookie running back, Khalil Herbert, he's been awesome. I remember pre-draft watching the, like, looking through draft guides and all that kind of stuff and watching and thinking like, dude, this Khalil Herbert kid, I really like him. I would love us to pick him up as a day three pick. And unfortunately we didn't. Uh, We ended up picking up Elijah Mitchell, who I also liked as a day three pick. I'm all about those day three running backs. You can find productive ones. And Khalil Herbert, he's playing very well. He is getting chunk yardage. He breaks tackles. He just, he looks like he fits and he's been productive. According to PFF, he's even ranked second in the NFL. He's second out of 65 with an 84.5 grade. That is very good. So it seems like when the Bears offense has been best is when they are doing play action, boot rollout type of offense. So when basically when the Bears try and do what the Niners do with, you know, the outside zone, the inside zone, the rollouts, the play action, that's when they're at their best. And because Justin Fields is so athletic and mobile, if he's going to do a a boot rollback, it's going to open up a little bit more room for the running back. And Khalil Herbert has been taking advantage of it, and he has been gashing defenses. 
So we're going to have to keep an eye out for Khalil Herbert, number 24 back there. But again, Justin Fields, he's not been good. His offensive line has been okay. But when you're holding on to the ball four seconds and you're not paying attention to what's going on around you, strip sacks, sacks, fumbles, interceptions. If we actually take advantage of Justin Fields' bad decisions, and he's looked not good. Again, he's playing very, very badly. And again, you know, rookie takes a while, not the best coaching staff by a, by a lot of accounts, and he doesn't have a whole lot of weapons. So we got to take advantage. We got to get some strip sacks. I am really looking forward to Nick Bosa going up against their tackles. So uh, who is it? They've got Peters, their left tackle, Jason Peters. He is playing pretty well, and again, he's been a very good offensive tackle in the NFL for, geez, 15 years. So he's currently, geez, he has really been in a long time. (laughs) So he's currently grading at a high 70s, which is ninth for tackles. So he's playing well. Their other tackle, Wilkinson, he's been playing okay. Their interior offensive line has been bad. So... Hopefully we get some DJ Jones pressure. Again, we're going to be without Hurst and Kinlaw. I believe they will be bringing up Kevin Givens. So that would be a good thing. Uh, we get Kevin Gibbs in, Kevin Givens in there. Hopefully Zach Kerr has a better game. Contavia Street has been really up and down. I remember watching the defensive film and Contavia Street was either getting blown, blown off the run block and pushed back like five to 10 yards or he was shooting gaps and blowing things up in the backfield. So Contavia street has been very much boomer bust. So it seemed like the biggest thing with street is just needing to work on his leverage. Good news. Again, a bad interior offensive line means hopefully good things. So hopefully Contavia Street, he can be that penetrating three tech and he can, you know, squeeze past some guys, get some pressure on fields. Hopefully DJ Jones, he can make some plays, stuff some runs. Zach Kerr, hopefully he has a better game. And then on the ends, it's not looking great as far as our backup ends. The good news is hopefully this week, I don't know if it's official, But I believe that uh, Jordan Willis, our defensive end, who was suspended for the first six games, I believe that he will be back. So if we have Jordan Willis coming in, that would definitely help with Abukum and Ford being questionable for the game. Because Jordan Willis was pretty solid. He's been solid in the games that he's played for us since we traded for him last year. So Nick Bosa is going to eat and I got to say, I think this is going to be another game where Nick Bosa just goes out. He's probably going to have Nick Bosa. I would not be surprised if he has three, three sacks this game, maybe two or three tackles for a loss, uh, a strip sack or two. Like I would not be surprised at all. Uh, This is a game where our defensive line, they should eat. Because Justin Fields, again, lots of sacks, lots of turnovers, lots of bad decisions, holds the ball way too long. 
that is definitely one where one way where I think that we are going to have the advantage. Uh, my biggest concern is with uh, two of our best defensive tackles out and potentially missing two of our better defensive ends and them having a very good running back, Fred Warner is going to have a lot on his plate. And if Marcel Harris is the second linebacker, not a good thing. Good news is Justin Fields hasn't been throwing a whole lot of quick stuff over the middle, so he hasn't really been targeting linebackers. He's usually more of a go deep outside the numbers kind of a passer. But Marcel Harris, he has been so bad at tackling, just missed tackles, not filling the right gap, not in his assignments. I, I really hope that Marcel Harris has a decent game because they've been effective running the ball more than they've been effective passing the ball. And again, missing our better two defensive tackles, a couple of our better defensive ends, and two of our top three linebackers, since we don't have Greenlaw or Alshair in, they're probably going to try and run the ball at us. And I don't really like that matchup because Khalil Herbert has been very good. As far as our offense versus their defense, Jimmy's going to be the starter. It is what it is. I'm not happy about it, uh, but I understand it. The good news is that, again, Trey is healthy. So Trey's healthy. He will be the backup. Shanahan said that anytime Trey is healthy and up for a game, that there will potentially be packages for him to get in some snaps. So we might see some Trey. I'm really hoping that we see, you know, some. I don't know how much. I would be probably surprised if he played more than 10 snaps just because, again, Shanahan has basically been, it's Jimmy, 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 and then Trey will come in for three or four snaps. But outside of when Jimmy has been hurt, Trey hasn't played more than like four or five snaps in a game. As far as how their defense matches up, they don't have very good corners. Their defensive line is solid. However, again, they're going to be without Khalil Mack. He's their best pass rusher. They also might be without Akeem Hicks, their best defensive tackle. Now, if they're missing Akeem Hicks, that's very good for us. That is very good because that means that we should be able to dominate in the run game. As far as their defensive ends, they do have a couple good defensive ends, though. Or I guess technically outside linebackers, as they like to play them. Robert Quinn, he was in COVID protocol, but he has cleared, so he will be in. He's kind of your power-rushing outside linebacker. And they've also got uh, this Gibson kid, or Gibson. I'm not super familiar with him. They drafted him last year, and he's been playing very well. PFF has him ranked as 16th edge with an 81.1 grade. So I don't really know a whole lot about him, but apparently he was a fifth round pick last year and he's been playing well. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Their corners, not good. Uh, I don't even know who Vildor is, but apparently he's one of their corners. Their linebackers are average. Uh, Roquan Smith, remember, he was drafted very highly. He's been okay, but he hasn't quite been as good as, 
I think a lot of people thought that he would be. He's currently only grading with a 55. Uh, they've also got Danny Trevathan. So, you know, Danny Trevathan, he's, again, a, a solid, okay veteran linebacker. And in the backfield at safety, they do have Eddie Jackson. He's not having as good of a year this year, but you know Eddie Jackson is a playmaker. He can he can cover. He can play the back end. He'll, he'll get the interceptions. He's a playmaker back there. And their other safety, Houston Carson, I'm not too familiar with, but apparently he is having a pretty good season. He is, uh, let's see here, they've got him graded as a 78. So, again, not too familiar with it. Uh, looks like he is, you know, he's a veteran. He's been in the league for, this is his sixth season. So, we will see. But basically what you're looking at is they have two solid defensive ends between Gibson and Quinn. They are missing their best uh, their best edge rusher. And at defensive tackle, if Akeem Hicks is not in, I want us attacking through the middle. And their linebackers, I have a feeling they'll be susceptible to play action. So I guess my biggest keys to the game and... I do expect us to win this game. I expect feels a little bit strong <laughs> just because of how poorly this team has been playing uh, and how poorly this team has been executing primarily. However, I don't remember where I heard it exactly, but uh, I think it was on the... It was one with Eric Davis and Rashawn Haylock. And Eric Davis, he was saying, you know, you can win with the Jimmys and the Joes, or you can win with the X's and the O's. By all accounts, this game, we should have the advantage on both of those. I do believe that we have more talent on our team. When you look at our offense, I think that we have more talent on offense. When you look at defense, I believe we have more talent on defense. As poorly as we have been executing... They have also been executing poorly. So we should be able to win this matchup. We're going up against the a bottom three scoring offense and a league average defense. And I expect a bounce back game. I think that as crazy as it is to say, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go to Chicago He's got a hundred, he bought a hundred plus tickets for friends and family and he wants to show out. And I think this team is very frustrated and they're making some changes in the way that they're practicing and they want to go out there and be like, Hey, we are going to beat this bad team. We're pissed off. We're frustrated. And we're going to take it out on this struggling bears team. So the way that we win I think it all comes down to the run game and the play action. I really hope that we lean on that. The weather is going to be probably not a factor. I believe the weather forecast is around uh, high 40s and Chicago, just high 40s, clear skies, sunny, probably a little bit of wind, but nothing too crazy. 
So I don't think the weather should be a factor like the last game where it was just pouring down rain like crazy. Jimmy was wearing a glove on his throwing hand and couldn't get off a single pass. I think Jimmy is going to have a better game. I still want Trey to be the starter moving forward. Um, But I think Jimmy has a better game. So again, lean on the run game, lean on the play action passing. I think that is going to be key. Um, By the way, we finally heard from the coaching staff, what's up with Ayuk? So there's been a whole lot of speculation. And then I mentioned that I saw a Johnny Dell video where Ayuk was not selling his routes properly and making them all look alike. And the coaching staff finally just came out and said that. They finally just came out and said, yeah, he is not making it so all of his routes look alike. That is wide receiver 101, and he needs to work on that, and he has been working at. Thank you, coaching staff, for finally just saying what we've all been wondering for the last month and a half. We've been wondering, what's up with Ayuk? What's up with Ayuk? What's up with Ayuk? Oh, well, you know, he's been working hard. He's just not quiet, blah, 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 blah. Just fucking say it. Just fucking say, hey, he's not making all of, he's not running his routes exactly the same. And that's what he's struggling with. Thank you. Thank you for finally answering our question after we've been asking you this for freaking a month and a half. Finally, you give us a straight answer. <laughs> Jeez, just, ugh. You know, sometimes you get frustrated about these things. So anyways, uh, that's going to be the key on offense. Run game, play action, passing. Uh, I expect Jimmy to have a better game. I don't know how much we see Trey. Maybe five snaps. You know, who knows? He is still coming off the knee. He was limited for most of the week. So I get it, you know. Moving forward, I, I really hope that this is Jimmy's last start just because he's been so bad and so inconsistent. Shanahan said the idea that Jimmy's been playing poorly all season is inaccurate. Like, okay, fine, Shanahan, fair enough. He's been playing poorly most of the season. Maybe not all of it. You know, Jimmy's had three or four good quarters, you know, out of four and a half games. He's had, he's basically been really good for one quarter a game, if that's what you want to, that's how you want to do it. (laughs) Uh, but Jimmy hasn't been good. He's been inconsistent. He's been a bottom five, bottom 10 cornerback quarterback this year. And we all want Trey. And now that Trey is healthy after this week, I want them to make the switch. I want them to commit to it. And I want them to say, you know what? Trey is going to be our starter moving forward. We are giving him all the first team reps. He's getting all the first team snaps because I, I don't see a playoff team. I know technically we're only one game out, but this team is not executing. They're making mistakes. They don't have an identity. There's a funk. There's just some kind of weird funk where they're just, they don't look confident. I've heard a lot of people saying that they look tight, like they're just so tightly wound that they're like afraid to make mistakes. And you got to play loose. You got to have fun. You got to execute properly. And when you're nervous to make a mistake, that's when you make mistakes. And I think that's what's been happening because they're unsure. Shanahan is stressed. He's, 
I think a little over his over his head this year, trying to coach a team, be the offensive play caller, scheme things up, develop a rookie, and try and install two different offenses for two different quarterbacks. Trying to do all that and not having a leader on offense because Jimmy is no longer really your leader. He hasn't played like it, and you've throughout the entire offseason basically said we are looking to replace Jimmy. You know, you were looking at the you're looking at trades, you were looking at free agents, then you were looking at rookies and then you traded all the way up to number 3. You you've spent 3 years of first round picks on Trey Lance. Trey Lance was your first round pick this year, he's your first round pick next year and he's your first round pick the year after that. So You've shown what you want to do. You've shown what you think of Jimmy. And I get it because Jimmy hasn't been good. He was really good in 2017 when you traded for him. Then the ACL happened. He had a, a solid 2019. And since that Super Bowl loss, Jimmy's got a losing record. So he's not winning games. He's not playing well. He's a bottom 10 quarterback. And I get it. You have a bottom 10 quarterback. He's taken up a lot of money. It's time to move on, and I understand the idea of saying, hey, our veteran is going to teach the young kid the ropes, and then Trey will take over, but Jimmy's not winning. He's not winning. He's not executing. This team is in a funk. Something needs to change. Best thing I can think of is changing is the quarterback. On defense, defensive keys, we got to figure out how to stop the run game. It might be difficult. Again, just because Khalil Herbert's been playing very well, we are banged up at linebacker and at a defensive tackle. And we also just got to minimize the pass interferences. There's been way too many. We had like 100 yards of pass interference calls against the Colts. And it's been an ongoing thing that's been happening all season. And... If Josh Norman gets a pass interference call, like, again, whatever. It is what it is. That's what he does. That's what he's done for his entire career. He's been in the league for, you know, 10 years. He's going to get pass interference calls. He's also going to force some turnovers. So, you know, you give and take a little bit. But the other defensive backs, I don't want our defensive backs giving up those defensive pass interference calls. Because Justin Fields is going to chuck it deep. He's going to hang back there in the pocket. He's going to be back in the pocket for four seconds. So you got to sack him. You got to strip sack him. You got to force those fumbles. And you got to pick the ball off. Because otherwise, he's going to sit back there four seconds, throw it 50 yards, and we'll get a pass interference. Next thing you know, they're first and 10 in the red zone. And we can't do that. Because then they can run the ball. And I don't really think Justin Fields is going to play very well as a passer. But again, we're banged up at linebacker. We're banged up at defensive interior. And we've been giving up a lot of defensive pass interference calls. So we got to stuff the run. And we can't give up the defensive pass interference calls. And I think that this is the game where we finally win the turnover battle. So that's my other big key to the game is win the turnover battle. Again, interceptions, sack fumbles. This is the game. We should be able to win this game on the turnover battle. So those are my keys. Run game, play action, passing. And on defense, stuff the run. Don't give up 
Don't give up the DPIs. Sacks and turnovers. So those are the main things. I think that's pretty much everything. Uh, I really hope that we win this game. It's been so depressing. Uh, I'm a little bummed out it's a morning game, just, you know, because you got to wake up early on the West Coast and watch the game. But whatever. I, I re- That's another thing, is I really hope they win the game because I don't want it to ruin my whole day. <laughs> I don't want it to be noon and be like, oh, dang it, we lost again. So, yeah. Anyways, this is a game we should win. They are not a good offense. Justin Fields is struggling. He's not playing well. He is prone to turnovers. He is prone to taking sacks. We should win this game. We really should. So, with that, I'm going to sign off. I'll catch you guys back probably on Tuesday after uh, we have a chance to watch the game, do some film, all that kind of good stuff. If you're going to the game, have fun out there in Chicago. Uh, I believe that Mr. John Chapman himself of 49ers Rush Podcast has that big event going on where they've got their own tailgate going on, brats, beer, big party going on. So he'll be there. A whole bunch of other people are going to be there. So if you're going to be at the game, have fun. Cheer our guys on. I will catch you guys back in a couple days after the game. Hopefully we get a dub. We can turn this thing around. And then the week after that, quick preview, hopefully going against the Arizona Cardinals. We will have Trey Lance starting. I'm crossing my fingers on that one. And J.J. Watt is officially done for the season with multiple arm and shoulder injuries. So with J.J. Watt out, the Cardinals took their first loss against Green Bay. If we get Trey in, I think that becomes a little bit more of a winnable game in a week. So... I will catch you guys next time. Have an awesome day. Hopefully you have a chance to listen to this before the game. Go Niners.